Can you hear me now? Yes, now is now is good. Okay, sorry about that. So, because the technical difficulties, I can't point in the mimer we're up to, but uh, if you should have the mimer, I sent it on the chat. And, huh? Okay. Uh, we are on page um, 182. My ice down. One of my inside, we looked at it already before. Alex, we're going to learn the words directly from the source. Okay. Lachaim, Lachaim. Need a Lachaim for this mimer to get into it. Let's go. So in the first segment of the mimer, never discusses basically the difference between birudim and nisenis, between encountering regular um, physical things that are meant to be used for a higher purpose, like everything in the world created by God for a higher purpose, versus being in a situation of challenge where you can't see any purpose in why what's happening is happening. So because you can't see purpose, the scenario itself forces you to summon your inner strength in the language of Chassid is your Yechida. And because you summon your Yechida, your deepest self, um, you're able to unearth the, uh, the godly energy which is animating your experience. The experience is such that there's no light there. The godly energy that's animating the experience has been stripped of any light. And the only thing that's there is the essence of the godly spark. And because in order for you to overcome this challenge, you need to resort to your essence. So your essence is able to connect to the essence of the godly spark that's animating your life, your experience, your, your circumstances, albeit your vantage point of the circumstances. Because you've got the same circumstances and yet one person is being challenged, one person isn't. So when you summon your essence and you say, there is no other choice, I have to overcome this challenge, there is no other, there is no other road, that resolve, the bitlatsmi, that total devotion to Hashem, that strength, which is bitl. Bitl is strength. Bitl means devotion, and toikif means strength. The, the great power of a Jew is their devotion to Hashem. Our Sinai, Mount Sinai, was both a mountain and was the lowest of all mountains. Hashem gave us the Torah and the path to Torah is by being like Mount Sinai. On the one hand, to being very strong, like a mountain, on the other being the lowest of all mountains. Because what makes us a mountain, what gives us our strength, our strength is our devotion to Hashem. So this challenge forces the Jew to, to reveal their inner strength and thus to, um, and thus to uh, get in touch with their essence. And that reveals the essence of the, of the godly energy that's animating their experience. And therefore, the godly spark is also absorbed in godliness when the person overcomes the challenge. And he realizes after the challenge that the challenge wasn't really a thing. It was just meant to reveal his essence. Let's go right inside. And this is the reason why challenges are associated with the yichid of the soul. The Yechida, the deepest part of the godly soul, is able to transform the Yechida of the opposite of all this. It says in Tanya, that a person could be so involved, let's say, in a business deal, 
They care so much that this deal should go through that they say things and they do things which are totally irrational. Their yechida, their deepest self, or deepest part of their animal soul, which is not really their deepest self, is engrossed in this deal and is causing them to say things and do things which are completely irrational. So when the yechida, the godly soul is revealed, that's able to transform the yechida of the animal soul. That's able to transform the uh, attachment that we previously succumbed to in being involved in the physical to such a channel cash meeting. But giving stuck is the same idea as revealing Yechida. Because when you give stuck, it's, like it's, it's called a, a spiritual circumcision. It says in Gersh Mandala over there that since in order to earn this money, you had to, the way people work, the author says, when they, they do business, it's inevitable, the author says, that many times you put your deepest Yechida of your animal soul, you put your, your, your heart into the into the funds that you've earned, so you give that. A, so that's what's caused a a crust develop over your godly soul. That's what's made you insensitive to your godly soul. When you give that money away, Alter says it's like a spiritual circumcision. You're now like redeeming your soul because what has caused your soul to become encrusted has now become removed. You're giving the money away that you've earned with all your heart and soul. It's stuck. You're saving your soul. Alter says from from uh, destruction. Anyways, so. That's what it says there in time. Here, the Rebbe is talking about specifically challenges. And he says, when you overcome a challenge and you reveal the Yechid of your godly soul, that has the power to transform the Yechid of the opposite of all. The Yechid of the animal soul. That when you reveal your Yechid, there is no challenge. So why are we calling it a challenge? If you reveal your there's no challenge, so why is it called a challenge? The answer is, the, the challenge is to reveal the yechid of the soul. You are in a circumstance. Are you going to summon your inner strength and your devotion to Hashem or not? That's the challenge. Once you do reveal the yechid of once that's revealed, there is no challenge. Next page, page 183. After you reveal the Yechida inside of you, your revelation of Yechida, Dr. Bresman, after your revelation of Yechida, you see you, you see Yechida. After you reveal your chid in your soul, as I am, 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 are never sure of the Shama. Then there are transcendent soul powers, these two transcendent powers that do not have a specific organ that houses them are respectively, which are parallel to our power of desire and our power of pleasure. When can we talk about a war and a conversation and a back and forth between your godly soul and your animal soul, that's when you are using 
your intellect or what is lower than intellect. You're battling with your heart against the heart of your animal soul. Then you are trying to force your body to do the right thing and your body isn't resisting. There, there is a back and forth. However, if you're talking about desire and pleasure, at that level, there is no argument. If we're talking about your desire or pleasure, at that point in your soul, there's no conversation. Either you enjoy this thing or you don't enjoy it. That means when you're serving God with your yechida, with your power of pleasure, since it's obvious to you that this is what you enjoy, so there's no room for back and forth, no room for discussion, there's no room for a war. Like Rebbe once said, when a Jew realizes that this is something he loves, so uh, doesn't care, he doesn't care what his uh, um, neighbors say, he doesn't care what his animal soul says, doesn't care what his godly soul says. Since he knows that this is something that's connected to loving Hashem with all your heart, so therefore, since so once he realizes that, that this discovers this is associated with love and God, does everything for Hashem. So when a Jew reveals the he reveals his power of pleasure, and he says, I enjoy this, I enjoy my connection to Hashem, so then there's no there's no room for a um, for a discussion. There's no there's no there's no argument, there's no war. And once the the godly soul is revealed. That transforms to holiness the yichid of the animal soul. That means he he extracts the animal soul's pleasure from physical things, and certainly he lifts the animal soul away from lowly corporal things. Once the animal soul's yichid has been transformed, then the then all physical and material things become equal to the Jew. By days of and through this, all challenges become as if they never were. There's no, there's no more challenges anymore. says in chapter 11, someone who believes in Hashem is unaffected by all pain in the world. In all matters of the world, whether the answer is yes or the answer is no, it's equal to him. Why is a person worried? And why does a person have pain from matters that affect him in his children, in his health, in his parnasa? Why do those things bother him? That's because it's not equal to him whether he has health, he doesn't have health, he cares, he wants to have health. But when he reaches a place in his soul, then all of the material things in the world are equal to him. What matters to him is only Torah mitzvahs. in the Torah says about all physical things. Whatever God does is for the, is for the good. All matters that God is testing him with are are uh, become equal to him because he is in a state where he feels that 
that whatever God does is good, that's, that's where this part of the soul is revealed. He feels that part of the neshama, which is conscious that whatever God does is good, doesn't matter what way it thinks so. So a male potato and saying, I'm after the challenge isn't there anymore. That's the meaning of what we learned earlier. That when you reveal your yichid, there's no challenge anymore. That's because you affected yourself and whatever happens to you, you accept the equanimity. Why? Because your yichida looks at everything the same. Your yichida from the perspective of yichida doesn't matter which way things go. Okay, so that's why once yichida is revealed, there are no challenges. Because when your yichid is revealed, from the perspective of yichida, it doesn't matter if it's this way, it doesn't matter if it's that way. Either way, it's good. Challenge is, is to come to come face to face with your yichida and say, this is this is this is this is the truth. B'chayim b'chayim avrach. B'hinek. Yeah. If your yichida is revealed. And you feel the abishter, so then it's possible that I'm not, we're not saying they don't have pain. The person has pain. But although they have pain, it's still like equanimity. They still feel the desire of Hashem in a very powerful way that that um, uh, somehow assuages the pain. That they're not in a state of, they're not frenzied, they're not anxious because they feel the desire of Hashem. It's not, even Avraham Avinu taking his son to that Kedah, he also felt pain. Not that there's no pain. It's for sure pain. But the, when Yechid is revealed, then there is a sense of equanimity. There's a sense of, of whatever God does is good. Let's say this. Let's say this. Avraham Avinu and Yitzhak going to that the destiny was it was going to be good. Hashem's desire is always that things should turn out to be good. That's Hashem's, Hashem's desire is good. Hashem is good and he wants things to be good. But in order to be able to some believe that when you're going on the road to the Akeda, you can't really believe that because, because your body says it's not good. But if you reveal your neshama, your really deepest part of neshama, your Akeda, so then, so then that, 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 that kind of a conversation can make sense. They, uh, this is somehow going to be somehow, somehow this is going to lead towards something amazing. This is going, somehow going to lead towards Yechida. This is somehow going to lead towards Bishmashim. We need more of a, more mashka to uh, continue that conversation. Let's go further. My great grandfather, he lost uh, all son and son level, he lost eight children. Yeah. He would once ring and put him, and he said, I'm a shnight up from there. If, you, if they're cut away from you, you have to be simcha. He said it eight times. They cut away from you, you have to be simcha. Cut away from you, you have to be simcha. That's, that's Yechidah. That's respect of Yechidah. Okay. Vihine, Chasham, no one should have to be challenged that way. That's Ebenhamer too. I mean the previous seven. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. Or how the cheeseburgers and the hamburgers are the same. That's also Yechida. Although we learned earlier that in the Godly energy that animates the challenge. The scenario is such that the godly spark is fully hidden, and all that remains is just the is just the existence of the godly spark. And that's the difference between challenges and other things that other physical things that were meant to elevate. 
whatever has a higher source falls to the lower place. So though we're talking about total darkness, however, if it, if it creates a situation of total darkness, that indicates that the godly spark that's animating this scenario is very high. Since the godly spark has ascended so much until all that remains is just its essence, understood that in, in this godly spark, there must be the highest of the high. Oh, here we go. Wait one second. Sorry, for me, uh, Mac is like hieroglyphics. Those are going to get the reference of the cheeseburger. Dr. Bressman shared an amazing story last week about cheeseburgers. But uh, so we said it last week, so I'll repeat it now. Okay. Uh, one second, where are we going? Oh. Okay. So. This is similar to what it says. Page This is the reason why Mesiris Nefesh sacrifice for Judaism, devotion to Hashem in a way that 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 hurts. There's something that's found specifically in the last generations before the coming of Mashiach. Why? In early generations, there were Jews who were gifted in their minds. And their intellect concealed the core of their soul, their sacrifice. Their devotion to Hashem was concealed by their intellect. Because they appreciated Godliness in, in such a sophisticated way, you didn't sense anymore. You didn't sense in them their devotion. Later generations, because we don't have, aren't, we don't have the gift of the minds of our grandparents and the gifts of their hearts, what do we have? What's at, what the, at the fore of our consciousness is instead the sense of obedience and devotion to Hashem. And just like on a personal level, it's easier to, for your heel, to have a serious nefesh, to be devoted to what you wanted to do. Then your head, you can put your heel in hot water, a lot easier than you can. To put your, putting your head in hot water, so too it's easier to accomplish that generation, that, these last generations before the coming of Mashiach, that they can have their devotion to Hashem is, is easier for them than previous generations because they don't have the minds and hearts of the previous generations. So what's at the fore of their consciousness is the essence of their soul. It's not, it's not obscured by, their, by the sophistication of the mind and the heart. So too with a godly spark. Because the godly spark does not possess any light, so what is found in the godly spark? The essence of godliness, the highest of the highest of levels, is there. Because it doesn't have light, just like our generation, the, our essence is 
more present because we don't have the mind and heart of our grandparents. So too, in the godly spark of the enemy, it's a challenge because it doesn't have the light. What does it have? It has something much higher, much This will help us understand the verse. God is testing you to know if you'll pass the test. The question is, Hashem knows. What does it mean that Hashem is testing you to know if you'll pass the test? I know. In order that there should be a, a knowledge and a vision of godliness, or that you should know Hashem, which this is the purpose of the coming of Mashiach. How do we come to know Hashem? This is through the challenges. God tests you. Specifically by God testing you, that's how you come to know and to see Hashem. Tamadabar, why is this? Why does the test allow you to know Hashem in this way? Because when you're challenged, the godly spark is completely hidden. Because in the challenge, precisely because the godly spark is so hidden, and it's impossible to engage with the godly spark with an argument, with a word, rather, you have to go with the power of your core. And the devotion of Hashem in your core, and that power and that devotion is from your yechida, from the deepest part of your soul. When you reveal the yechida of your godly soul, that transforms the yechida of your animal soul. Automatically, that affects the person to feel. That all matters of this world, whether it's matters of health or matters of children or matters of parnasa, they're all equal. By days of his saying, through this, the challenge becomes completely gone. The godly spark animating this experience is revealed, and the godly spark is able to return to Kedusha. Not only does it return to holiness, but it reaches an even higher level because the whole purpose of its descent was because it had a higher kind of energy that's what allowed it to descend. And now by overcoming the challenge and returning it to its source, you're connecting to something which is really lofty, the the source of the the godly spark. This is the reason. This is the reason why specifically after the challenges of the darkness, of the double, the quadruple darkness, of this last exile, and after this exile, the promise of Hashem, I will remove impurity from the world, be, be fulfilled. So and during this last exile, when we're elevating the lowest and last sparks, the, the darkest sparks, specifically after elevating the darkest sparks, what, will, what, what promise of Hashem will be fulfilled? The world will be full of the knowledge of Hashem. How come after uh, um, overcoming these challenges, the, the darkest, darkest challenges, how come after these challenges we reach the highest Promise of Hashem, and the world be full of knowledge of Hashem. God's promise that I'm testing you so you should know Hashem will be revealed, will be, will come, will be manifest, will come to fruition. 
the whole purpose of these challenges is that we should come to know Hashem, to know the God of your Father. And that's why Hashem gave us challenges, gives us challenges now before Mashiach comes. It's not like it was when the Jews were in Egypt, the challenges merely disturbed them. As the previous Shev explains in his discourse, Hashem gave us the power and strength to recognize specifically in this last generation that they're just challenges. So why is it that we go from these challenges to the, to the promise of the coming of Mashiach? What's the relationship between them? It's because these challenges force us to know Hashem in that way, to, to know Hashem in the way we, we will, Mashiach will come. Next page. So Hashem gave us the power to recognize these challenges in a way that we that, that we're able to overcome the challenges by arousing the power of our core, the devotion of Hashem in our core, the bit of our core, and to overcome the challenge and in a way that we that we extract the godly spark from the challenge. And through this, we come to we'll, it will come to know Hashem. That means the challenge is not a thing for itself. The whole purpose of God testing you is just you should know Hashem. Love my to come to the to the time of the coming of Mashiach when the world will come will be full of knowledge of Hashem. Therefore. So when we will overcome these challenges, and we will go on the path of service of God, not to enter a conversation, not in a way of a war, rather to approach this with the strength of your core and the devotion of Hashem to Hashem in your core. What that means is, you say to yourself, it may be true that I am nothing, I'm nothing, however, because I'm involved in serving God, I'm not afraid and affected by anything. And I know that there can't be any other way. This thing has to be accomplished. So that's the way to approach a challenge. You say to yourself with the strength of your core, devotion to Avashem that comes from your core, that I'm maybe nothing, but since I'm involved in serving Hashem, I'm not affected by anything, this, this thing has to get accomplished. When you approach things that way, then the challenge is eradicated. And you're able to elevate and refine the godly spark that's hidden there. And you cause there to be in the world revelation that will happen speedily in our days in an open and manifest way to the coming of The preparation for this has to be through every single Jew. The time of the exile, especially in this last exile, goes that go and in this last exile itself. In the very last part of the exile, in the heels of the heels of the coming of Mashiach, meaning Mashiach's soul is compared to a person. So the last generation before the coming of Mashiach is compared to a heel. In the generation itself, there is the heel of the heel, the very, the very lowest souls. When every Jew will do his service. 
another meaning of heels of Mashiach is the Mashiach is when someone's far away, you can't see, you can't see them very clearly. When they come closer and closer, you can see more and more of their body until you're able to see their, see their heels. So the heels, the heels of Mashiach also means the last, literally the last milliseconds of the exile. When every Jew will do their, their service of God with the strength of their core and devotion of Hashem in their core, as I am here and there in the school of Kulani, she's got. So all of us will merit speedily that in the circumstances that we're in, there will be the revelation of the light and the essence of Hashem. Blessed be He, Ide Mashiach Tzakenu through Mashiach, our righteous speedily in our days. Amen. I heard after this discourse, the Rebbe gave everyone, uh, I think it was Kreshel Bracha, and he said, each person, take a fax and bitter me. Strength of your core, bitter of your core. Take a vaccine, bitter of your core.